Hello, I'm Roger Baker, Executive Director of the Stratfor Center for Applied Geopolitics at RAIN. This podcast is brought to you by RAIN Worldview, the premier digital publication for objective geopolitical intelligence and analysis. Find out how RAIN can help you stay ahead of global events at RAINNetwork.com. This is RAIN's Essential Geopolitics Podcast. I'm Emily Donahue. Welcome aboard. The latest round of indirect talks between the U.S. and Iran over its nuclear program started last week in Vienna. Rain senior global analyst Matthew Bay is here with details. Hi, Matthew. Hey, Emily. Can you tell me what progress, if any, has been made in the talks over the last week? Yeah. So um, Joseph Borrell, he's the head of the EU's Foreign Affairs Department. He came out on the 8th and said that um, final text had been reached and it was now basically decision time for uh, governments to decide whether or not they want to accept the text that has been negotiated. He basically said that everything that could be done through negotiations has been done. Um, he seems to be thinking that um, the um, Iranians and the Americans really can't negotiate any further. Anything that hasn't been already put into the draft text to re-enter the JCPOA is probably something that can't be really uh, bridged or in the sense of maybe Iran is pushing for things that the, the West is not willing to accept. For example, something around, you know, um, probes into Iran to get the program by the IAEA. Um, so that's the kind of the status is basically there's text. Now all of the different um, government heads and negotiators are going back to uh, back to their own countries and deciding whether or not they need to make a, a decision on whether or not to move forward with the, with the process. Hmm. This doesn't sound very hopeful. Um, so what is the main holdup from Iran? Yeah, so the main holdup, and I kind of mentioned this a bit, is that Iran is demanding um, the end of a IAEA probe into um, previous Iranian nuclear activity and, and, and material that was found um, at three undeclared nuclear sites. It's a probe that the IAEA has been going on for several years now. Um, but the point is that, that Iran is basically tying uh, negotiations concluding to the IAEA um, probe being ended. Um, whereas the U.S. and the West is basically saying that that's a, a separate issue. Um, the the uh, probe was never, or, or, or Iran's status of that kind of stuff was never really something that was a part of the original JCPOA. So it's basically out of scope. It's a non-starter essentially for the West. And that's kind of where we're at now where Iran has made this demand. Um, and uh, the U.S. and the EU are saying, well, that's not something that we can do. It's a non-starter for us. Um, so that's the thing. That's kind of where we're at when we have like Iran trying to essentially find what may be an excuse, to be honest, uh, to continue stringing along dialogue. Um, the reason I say it may be an excuse is that we've had now pretty much every time that we've come close to an agreement, Iran has pointed to some new demand, whatever that new demand is, can change from time to time, and saying that it will not, you know, uh, reach an agreement until the West comes back um, accepting that demand. Um, a few months ago, we were talking about how um, how Iran's was demanding the, the, the U.S. remove the IRGC, so that's Iran's elite uh, military, um, from its foreign terrorist organization list. Um, that is something that Iran's not speaking. That's something the West said, or the U.S. said no. Um, so it appears that Iran is now finding another excuse to not sign the deal. And if you think about it, uh, Iran, it's probably realizing that um, it doesn't necessarily need to sign a deal. Um, politically at home, the government's relatively strong. Yes, there are protests, but there's not really a threat to the government. Yes, the economy is in shambles, but the Iranian establishment has learned that they can um, survive politically even if the economy is being heavily sanctioned. So um, if Iran has made that assessment, then it might be that Iran is holding out for some very big showy 
um, concession from the West, whether it be something on the IRGC designation, something around the safeguard probe, to a host of issues that, you know, in order for them to actually be demanding, you know, or agreeing, excuse me, um, to sign the agreement. So they seem to be just making all these demands of string along diplomacy. And at some point, they're going to, I guess, hope for the West to make um, significant concessions or significant something that they can hold up as being a success. That's kind of what they might be wanting to get as a way to sign the deal. So are there any holdups on the Western side, the U.S. side? So, no, there aren't really holdups on the West. They've more or less uh, agreed to the text, it seems, although it looks like the State Department here in the United States is still looking over the final the final draft, despite it being, quote, final text by um, from the EU's perspective. Um, but the U.S. and the West, they have made their positions clear. They want to a narrow reentry to the old JCPOA. Um, everything else that Iran has been putting on top of that is something that they're not willing to discuss, and they really haven't been willing to discuss significantly since the beginning. Um, so they're they're still taking that approach, it seems. So let me ask you one last question then. If Iran does not approve this text, what comes next? If Iran doesn't approve the text, then um, there's a couple of options uh, that the West would have. Um, So one is the West can try to um, essentially um, trigger the more formal exit from the JCPOA. Um, the, the, the dispute mechanism within, or sorry, the um, formal snapback of the sanctions mechanism within um, the JCPOA was never triggered. Remember, the U.S. Um, le- exited the deal and then just put, put sanctions on Iran. They could formally trigger, trigger that response, which would then mean that U.N. sanctions would, would presumably snap back on Iran. It would require the EU probably uh, triggering it. So that's one kind of sanctions diplom- diplomatic um, aspect. Um, the second, though, we have to consider as more of a worst-case scenario is uh, is if the, the West doesn't want to continue going down the path of endless talks, well, do they need to escalate in, um, in essentially non-diplomatic means as well? And in the sense I mean by that is like covert activity against Iran's nuclear program, which is something that is becoming much more significant and much more advanced um, with every passing day. Um, obviously, Israel, um, not a party to the talks, of course, but it is a country that is really concerned about Iran's nuclear development. And has probably, you know, dusted off um, more daring mission and operations that they could launch in the future with or without U.S. support. Matthew Bay is Rain's senior global analyst. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you, Emily. You can read Matthew's work in Worldview, Rain's geopolitical intelligence solution. Worldview is a professional application focused on analysis, not just a publication with news. Sign up for a trial at rainnetwork.com. That's R-A-N-E network.com. And I'm Emily Donahue. Thanks for listening.